What's up, everybody? It's Friday, March 2nd, and welcome to another episode of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. My podcast where I get to talk about all things motivation, business, fitness, nutrition, the different things that I'm into, right? My passions, my, I guess, what I'm working on being my expertise, um, helpful helpfulness is my goal, right? I'm trying to reach people, change people's lives, change people's lifestyles, and make sure that you're setting yourself up for success in your health and in all other areas of your life. Today shows episode 168 of the podcast, and I'm answering some questions, kind of a more of a rapid fire Q&A, I guess, and this one's all about macro tracking. This is a big it's a big uh, it's a big topic. There's a lot of different things that can go wrong. There's a lot of different things that are difficult in regards to tracking your food. And I answer a lot of questions from coaching clients, listeners, and just popular ones, okay? And uh, hopefully these are going to help you out in your macro tracking, in your nutrition, in your diets, and actually um, dialing in these things and focusing on the right stuff for your nutrition. Uh, Today's show brought to you by The Macro Guide, which is on triplefpodcast.com slash products. I'll link that in the description of the show. The word triple, the letter F, the word podcast.com slash products. And on that page, I have coaching options where I can customize programs for you, both in training and nutrition. And then also uh, the macro guide, which is the, I guess, official sponsor. I can make it the official sponsor. I wrote it. It's a little book that I wrote and uh, basically just outlining how do you track your own macros, what are the methods and tools and tips you can use, and I also include a lot of the common calculations that'll really help you out in making your own custom macro programs as you go on, okay? So go check that out if you're interested in supporting the podcast and if you're interested in just learning more about this food tracking thing. Thank you for joining me for episode 168. Let's get started for this episode. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. Foodie Friday. What's up, guys? It is Foodie Friday, and I'm Jordan Stoltz, your host. Thank you for joining me for another episode. In today's Foodie Friday, I'm answering some questions. I'm talking about macros. I'm talking about, I'm answering questions about macro tracking, right? So in if you've been listening to my podcast for any long amount of time, or if you've worked with me as a coaching client, uh, or if you've maybe uh, just read the macro guide from triplefpodcast.com, you you probably know that I think everyone should go through a period of tracking their food, right? And becoming aware of how much food they're eating, how much food they need, and the composition of their food, right? These are big, big aspects of your nutrition. And nutrition is a very customized kind of thing. It's something that a lot of people think can be a cookie cutter approach where you can just eat 
you know, these shakes every day and this for dinner, or you can eat this kind of food and this kind of food and you'll make your progress that you want. But in reality, it's very customized and that's why macro tracking is good because you can actually customize how much of everything you're going to eat, change things up and and make sure that you're doing the right stuff for your body, right? But in that comes a lot of complications and a lot of questions. And primarily, that's because it's very complicated, right? It's very numbers-based. It's something that requires a lot of uh, tweaking, a lot of calculations, and a lot of um, paying attention to the numbers and tracking, right? You're not only tracking your food day by day, but you're tracking the effects of doing that on your body and you're tracking uh, the different the different levels that you're actually doing, right? So I'm gonna answer some questions on macro tracking in today's show. These are some different questions that I didn't answer in the macro guide as much. These are some kind of little things that can come up and some of these come from my coaching clients. One of these is just a common question that I read the other day on a forum and then the other one is just a podcast question, something someone submitted for me to answer on the show. So I thought I'd combine all of them into one episode all about macro tracking. I'm not gonna go over how to do this Today, I recommend you go check out the macro tracking guide um, and look through past Foodie Friday episodes because I do talk about the macro tracking aspect of your diet quite a bit. I think it's something everyone needs to go through. I think that it's a skill you need to master before you can just ditch it, right? And some people like tracking. Some people will do it for life. Some people hate it and think it's not flexible at all. It's really up to you, but you'll never know unless you try. Question number one, this is the question that I read on the forum and I thought it was quite interesting. This is basically asking, do you think that macro tracking is a fad diet? If you're paying attention to the fitness industry, you check out fitness people on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, whatever it's going to be, or even you listen to podcasts like mine, you probably know that tracking your macros and this if it fits your macros approach to eating is becoming increasingly popular in in the last few years, right? A lot of that comes from the flexible dieting approach. A lot of that is the extreme, it's a lot of the extreme uh, kind of counteracting of the common bodybuilder physique competitor mentality, right? We have to starve yourself. You have to uh, only eat chicken breasts and broccoli and asparagus and brown rice and that's how you're going to get your results it's an opposite swing right on the other extreme where it's saying you can eat any foods and still achieve these results now i do believe that the middle ground is typically best and it for sure is in macro tracking where you're not eating foods that aren't going to benefit your body nutritionally but you're not only limiting yourself to those foods as well so you're flexible enough to create a sustainable plan and to make sure you're setting yourself up for a lifestyle change right that being said i do have to say i don't think macro tracking is a fad diet it's a firm no to me and really because i don't think it's a diet i think it's a process that everyone needs to go through i don't think it's i don't think it's like uh some of these diets in the past uh just name your diet, right? Anything with the word diet after it, I would consider a fad diet, something that'll pick up steam, be super popular, and then die off. I think that's that's really the definition of a fad diet, and there's been numerous ones of those throughout throughout time. 
However, macro tracking, I don't really see as a diet. And that's where a lot of people go wrong is they say, I'm on this, you know, macro diet, or I'm on this macro tracking diet, this if it fits your macros diet. However, it's not really a diet. It's just becoming aware of what's in your food as far as macronutrients, becoming aware of how much food that you typically eat and how you need to adjust that for your goals, right? And if you think of macro tracking that way, you can you can quickly see why it's not a fad. You can quickly see how it's not going to die out and hopefully it keeps on increasing in popularity because it's, it's something that everyone needs to do, right? It's something that people need to understand and they need to go through that process. It's not something that you have to do forever. It's not something that's restrictive. It's not something that uh, limits what you can eat. It's not something that changes your lifestyle a lot, right? It's just something that you need to do to become more aware, which leads to an intuitive style of approach to eating and a healthy lifestyle for life, okay? So the answer to that question is no, I don't think macro tracking is a fad diet. I think it's here to stay. I hope it is because I think it's very beneficial and always will be. I do think there'll be improvements in the process, the accuracy, and um, everyone who does it, right? The increase in numbers. All right, next question. This one comes uh, from, this one's a podcast question that was submitted. So this one was from triplefpodcast.com slash contact. This question is a great one. It's a, it's a simple answer, but it's a great question, and it's something that uh, it's, it's important to, to address. So the question is, which is more important, that I hit my calories or I hit my macros, right? That's the question, and the answer is, in general, calories, okay? The question, the, the, the question is worded in such a way that I might need to correct it a little bit in saying that if you do perfectly hit your macros, truly you will perfectly hit your calories because the, the macros are just a breakdown of your calories, right? You can think of uh, kind of a, one of those spider diagrams, right? Where you have like a flow chart kind of, kind of scenario, multiple branches coming off of one thing and uh, your calories are at the top. So you have a certain number and in, and the makeup of that number is going to be split into three different things, which is your protein, your carbs, and your fats. We also track fiber. If you're one of my coaching clients or you read the macro guide, I do suggest that. Uh, but in general, those are going to be the three things that you're going to focus on. And if you hit those perfectly every day, which, you know, isn't always the case, but if you hit those perfectly, you will hit your calories every time. That being said, I do realize what you probably mean by the question, which is the macro makeup, right? Is it more important to hit all these different numbers? Like if you're short on protein, you're over on carbs, is it better to make up and hit that protein even though you go over on calories? Or is it okay to leave it and just focus on that calorie number, right? Stop eating once you hit that calorie number. And the answer is the latter. You want to focus on the calories. If you remember my episode, I think this was in like the 50s or 60s range of the show. It's called the New Food Pyramid. That one is a must listen. I might even do like a re-recording of that episode or repost it because a lot of these questions in nutrition can be answered by that. And I think that that episode really shed some light on how you should prioritize your nutrition, right? Uh, basically, what it was is the is the importance, the priorities in your nutrition should be shaped kind of like a pyramid with the base being food quantity, which means calories. 
The next one up is food quality, the types of foods you're eating, and that is split also with your macronutrient breakdown. So how much of each thing you're eating, you would be much better off. Um, you know, if you're not doing any kind of tracking right now, you just maybe you focus on certain kind of macro. I don't know what your style is, uh, but you'd be much better off at least keeping track of your calories and knowing how much you're eating, right? And the food quantity is everything just from the simple laws of calories in versus calories out. It all comes down to that in the end. There are multiple things that change that. I mean, like metabolism, uh, different different hormone levels, different things can alter how that equation really works, but it does come down to that all in all, right? There might need minor adjustments, but it's all gonna come down to that calories in versus calories out. So calories are the most important thing. Focus on that. If you end up in a scenario where you cannot really hit your macros properly, right? At least hit your calories. I'll give you an example of this. Was basically just a celebratory dinner that I went out on and it was going to Red Robin, yum, Red Robin, and got burgers and fries, right? And if, you, if you've if you tracked your macros before, you know that those kind of foods at restaurants don't really fit in great, right? And I wanted to enjoy the burger. I wanted to enjoy the fries. I didn't want to get like a turkey burger or a chicken breast sandwich or anything like that. I wanted to have the full-blown experience. So, I, I went ahead and I got all those things, kind of ditched the macros for that day because I knew the fat grams would be way too high. The burger alone has 60 to 80 grams of fat in it, not to mention the fries, right? So I did stay in that calorie number though, so at least I wasn't really overeating in that in that time, right? So I saved up the calories, so I was able to eat enough that meal to be satisfied, I kind of did that through a method of light eating and fasting through the beginning of the day. And then at the end of the day, ate the right amount of calories. The macronutrient split was way off at the end of the day, probably a little short on protein, way over on fat, uh, and then a little short on carbs as well, uh, but to kind of make up for that fat intake. But it all ended up okay because the next day hit my macronutrients fine and the calories have been a consistent level, right? If I'm eating 3,300 calories right now, there's still 3,300 calories throughout the whole week, even if the macronutrient splits a little different. And that little variation is perfectly fine, right? I don't think, I don't think that, that you have to be super strict on your numbers. If you saw MyFitnessPal, my MyFitnessPal, I guess I could say, you'd be maybe a little surprised how inconsistent it, it is. Some days, 200 grams of protein. Some days, 120 grams of protein. Just kind of up and down, and a lot of times it just depends on where I'm at, what kind of situations I'm in, what foods are available to me, and uh, what my activity level is. And really, that's those are the different things that kind of that kind of adjust it, right? And that's more of an intuitive style. You have to get used to that. You have to be able to play with the numbers. That's only going to come by tracking. All right, and this question comes from one of my coaching clients. Great question here. This one is a big issue in your macro tracking, especially if you use an app to do it, which is usually what I recommend. So the question is basically, basically she hit her calories for the day, right? Like I was just talking about, got the right amount of calories, but still has macronutrients left over. So her calories are gone, but her macronutrient breakdown is is short, right? So like 40 grams of protein left and short on some other stuff, but but the calories are already hit, right? And 
that's confusing, right? It's confusing because it shouldn't work out that way. Like I just said, if you hit your your calories, all your macronutrients should be should be split up perfectly. But there are three things that can change that can change uh, this this whole this whole thing of meeting these things together, right? There's three things that can change the accuracy, I guess, of the calories and macronutrients being together, which they should be. And in reality, if you tracked it scientifically, right, where you're really breaking down the food and weighing it, uh, I mean, in a laboratory, literally scientifically, uh, it, you know, they would equal out. Now, the the question here is, is, uh, is, why in this case did it not, right? Why in this case using an app that's typically pretty accurate, why why is it not working uh, for, for this? So the answer is, like I said, three things, and then I'm gonna tell you what to focus on. Uh, and the first thing that could have gone wrong in this scenario, or you know, if you're in this scenario where maybe you, you don't feel like the macros and calories add up, at the end of the day, uh, maybe you're short on one, over on another, whatever it is. One thing that could happen is your fat grams. You got to be careful with your fat grams. And I'm not anti-fat at all. I think fat's super important. In fact, for for men and women, I typically put your fat calories at like 30, 30 plus percent of your daily intake, which is actually quite a bit for for a trainer, nutritionist. A lot of times they'll drop it a little lower, like 20% or 25, but I think a little more fat is better as far as your hormone levels and your energy and the food choices you can make. So fat is great, but you do need to be careful that if you go over on that fat, that that you well, you have to realize that if you go over, you are going to experience uh, some changes in your calories, right? Even if you're only, uh, well, first, before I give you the example, let's just go over the basics. Protein and carbs have four calories per gram and fat has nine calories per gram, okay? So if you think of it that way, um, you're gonna have over twice the twice the calories in one gram of fat than one gram of anything else. So if you eat if you eat 20, 20, 27 grams of fat over that number, like I just talked about, could happen in a certain scenario, you do have to make up for that in, in other areas, right? Let's say you eat, let's say you eat 20 grams of fat um, over what you're supposed to, right? And that's going to equal like 180 calories, and if if that's what if that 180 calories is actually more grams of protein than it was grams of fat, right? So the grams don't go on a one to one ratio. That 180 is going to be something like like 45 or so grams of protein, right? So you have to be careful with your fat calories and going over on fat. You do have to realize you're going to have to steal from other areas to kind of make up for that. That's where really focusing on the calories is best. So always focus on the calories because, uh, you can't hit every macronutrient if you do go over on fat and you try to hit the other two, you will be over on calories, which is the last thing we, we would want. Uh, the second thing is alcohol and this can also be, it's, it's a similar thing to fat is that the, the calories per gram is more than the carbs or protein. So if you include alcohol in your diet, if you choose to do that, you're going to have something like seven calories per gram per gram and it's a rough estimate but it is going to be a little extra so you got to have 
you're going to have to make up for that in in other ways by stealing from other macronutrients. The third thing to consider if this is happening to you is the accuracy of the foods that you're choosing in the app, right? And this is a big problem with MyFitnessPal that people can add custom foods to the list, okay? So a lot of, so there is an option where you can add my foods or you can create a food, create a custom food. You know, let's say, let's say you make tater tot casserole and you you can't find it on my fitness pal so you add your own food and you kind of guess the tots have this much the burger has this much the the soup has this much the vegetables have this much you kind of add it all together make a rough estimate and make a custom food out of it okay that's great maybe you actually did it right and then you know a problem would be maybe i have a different tater tot casserole with a leaner style of beef in there right so I logged your tater tot casserole where you used 80% lean ground beef, but I'm eating 93% lean ground beef in mine, and you're going to have that accuracy issue where you're not actually eating that certain amount. That can be actually fixed, and I'll go over how to do that next, but what what off, what also happens is people just screw up the, the, the inputs in their food, right? So they'll they'll log maybe the calories what it is but then they'll just kind of guess on the rest as they're doing their custom foods because you have to put macronutrients if you create a custom food okay so this is how the app works i'm going to get a little technical here but basically if you add a custom food you put in the name you put in the calories which people will probably know but then some people only track calories and some people don't care about the macronutrient breakdown and if you do that you're just probably going to enter in random numbers for the macronutrients and this happens a lot so you have to be careful on the foods that you add try to avoid the custom foods and try to try to break down your foods to the ingredients that's going to be the best way to track certain foods so if you ended up with macros off or calories off maybe look through that food list and analyze each different thing and see maybe where it could have gone wrong you can actually do the math and try to find out where it went wrong by simply adding up these three numbers grams of protein times four grams of carbs times four grams of fat times nine okay you add up all those calorie numbers and you should get the total calories in the food if you don't that's where it's off and you need to take that food out of your library and add in a new one uh now what I do recommend, like I said, is breaking things down to the ingredient if you can, weighing things out. And so, for example, if you have some kind of rice dish, I wouldn't log cooked rice, for example, because it's going to be harder to measure. It's going to be harder to to you're going to get a lot of different answers as far as the carbohydrate content in a cup of cooked rice. Instead, figure out the weight like four ounces of rice, right? And figure out what that looks like on your plate and then log that dry or weigh it out before you cook it. That's gonna be the best way to do it. Same thing with meat. The thing you gotta focus on, guys, if you're having problems with your macro tracking is just the consistency. Now, it's gonna be annoying if you're kind of if you're kind of a meticulous person who likes the numbers, if you're not hitting it perfectly every time. However, the big thing is, is consistency. And what I mean by that is, is choosing the same things every time. So if you choose, uh, let's, let's just say 
you have never logged your ketchup before with your fries and you start to log it, right? That's an inconsistency. What I recommend is staying consistent with with the foods you choose, staying consistent with how you log them. So you do that and then you're going to really realize the effect the different numbers have on you. Last question to wrap it up. And this one's going to be a quick one, uh, but it is... It is also from a coaching client. Basically, what happens if I overeat? I go over the numbers. What do I do to make up for that? All right. I have two answers and they're up to you. This is totally a you pick either option and both are fine. Option number one is to say, uh, wasn't an optimal day. Let's just try again tomorrow. Don't don't binge and just you know throw your hands up in the air and go crazy. But realize that sometimes you're a little off. Sometimes bad days happen, and sometimes you overeat. And just continue on with your diet as as you were. Right. Second option is to actually make it up with a lower calorie day, which is going to be something like maybe you go over by 500 calories on Tuesday. On Wednesday, you eat under the calorie level by 500 and that'll average out to equal the same amount of calories you're supposed to eat per day, right? That's an option that requires a little more tweaking, a little more math. If you train hard, I do recommend you just continue on with the number that you're supposed to. So you can kind of pick between those two choices, but those are the options I would give you if you ask me that question. Foodie Friday. That's it, guys. It's March 2, episode 168, and that's was, that was a Foodie Friday all about macro tracking. Questions involved in that. There's lots more. I could go on for hours, and I could... I'm sure you guys would have questions for hours as well because it is complex and it is something that takes a lot of getting used to. Just know it is necessary. Just know that it is a process. It will get easier. If you have more questions on this, uh, just check out the macro guide, triplefpodcast.com slash products, or ask your question, stoltzfit on Instagram or triplefpodcast.com slash contact. Thanks for joining me for another episode. I appreciate each and every one of you. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on fitness, food, and freedom.